0: I on 2020 episode 291. have 2020 vision with ion 2020 your source for the news and events in the lead up to the 2020 presidential election i am ray eaton and i will keep you up to date daily until november 2020 with a libertarian perspective on the candidates and their policies along with the news thank you for joining me now let's clear our vision Hey, what's up everybody? Ray Eaton here, host of ION 2020. Appreciate you joining me for another day in our 2020 election cycle. Another day in the life of the news. I've kind of feel like I've gotten this thing over to a news show and a current event show rather than just the 2020 election show. And that's actually going to prompt me towards as I get closer to 2020 the election's being over with and I'm gonna have to transition the show anyway if I want to keep it up and I haven't really decided on how to go about that yet but I guess I got five or six months until that'll be the case anyway we do have a lot of excitement in the 2020 election between now and November anyway so we'll see what happens with the 2020 election I know obviously that you're gonna have the Republicans and the Democrats duking it out we have a libertarian into the race now joe jorgensen and she is pretty solid she's a south carolina a south carolinian right now and uh she is the libertarian candidate and you have uh, uh the libertarians voted for a their vice president as well which that's uh pretty controversial This spike cohen guy i believe his last his name is and uh i've you know what i've looked at him and i was kind of skeptical at first he's a satirist he's a comedian he's pretty funny in the way that he goes about bringing the message of liberty to people and a lot of people are not going to support that and as well as he's a very extreme like anarchist type libertarian but you know what i'm sure he's a team player i'm sure his goal is to spread the message of liberty through this election and also to get as many votes as they possibly can as well and to bring people to the libertarian message as uh as effectively as possible, so I'm going to go ahead and go with it, you know, and just, uh, and just accept things for what they are, and, uh, you know, people will make their decisions, but, you know, if we have a watered-down message, then that's probably not always going to be the best thing, I think, that we should lead from a strong libertarian, uh, lead with a strong libertarian message, you know, un- unapologetically as well Ron Paul did it in '08 and 2012 and had a huge following within the Republican movement and maybe we can get that within the libertarian movement as well. And we'll see what happens. It'll, it'll be interesting, but let me go ahead and get off that subject for a moment and I wanted to talk about this whole thing that was going on in Minnesota with Floyd uh George Floyd and the murder of George Floyd. And yes, I mean, if you look at the video, I always defer to innocent until proven guilty. I do. I believe that in the criminal justice system, you should give people innocence until proven guilty. But these are police officers, police officers, four of them that participated in this murder. And that's what it was. If you watch the video, watch it through. And that's what I wanted to talk about today, guys, and I want to talk about the things that are going on now, but I really wanted to say this, and this is my thought on it is that this is not about floyd uh, george floyd's race. this is not oh, he was a black man, so they pulled him out of the car and murdered him like this is not specifically about race, and if you're tuning me out now, please hear me out. This is about police brutality. This is about police, police having too much authority to do what they did. This is, that's what it's about. Police having too much authority, the perception of authority that they have and that the people around in America have of police officers and their ability to do whatever they want to unquestioned. And these police officers were being questioned People are pleading with this guy to get off of George Floyd's neck. During the video, people are begging him. There's a lady who was a a paramedic that was begging, let me take his pulse, let me help him out. I don't see him moving. And this guy continued to keep his knee on his neck. If this was any other person doing this behind a car... A regular, let's just say it's not a police car, it's a regular car. And let's say the people doing it did not have uniforms on, but were just a group of four guys doing that to somebody, and there are people around watching it. They would have approached those guys and forced them off of Floyd George or George Floyd. They would have approached those guys and made sure that he was protected in some way by people bullying him or forcing themselves upon him or robbing him or doing whatever they were doing or murdering him. If it was anybody other than a police officer, they would have taken action. But people in their minds, we have a perception of the police that you can't question their actions or you can't use force against them in those situations. We've given police officers too much power and too much authority, and it's gone all over the country where people believe that. They're scared to resist the police officers in a situation like that, where this guy was killed by this police officer putting his, neck, put his, uh, putting his knee on this guy's neck enforcing him i mean the last two minutes of the two minutes of the video where they're pleading with this officers to release this guy to let him up put him in the car stop strangling him the last two minutes mr floyd is not even moving at that point he has lost consciousness and he's i mean he's completely limp when they pick him up and put him onto the stretcher completely limp guys and if it was anybody else, this was not specifically about race. Now, if you get into it, the black community, African-American, the African-American community specifically has been in, unequally affected by laws in America that are non-violent laws, like drug laws. Unequally affected by them. So then you have situations where police are patrolling specific neighborhoods because there's higher crime rates because there's drugs being dealt in those areas and with it, with drugs comes a black market of people protecting their turf and different things like that with illegal substances you have that black market people are going to protect their turf they're going to have guns, they're going to have other things to protect their area, they're going to have groups, they're going to have gangs, different things to protect their storefront which is the corner lot where they're selling drugs from and then the cops are patrolling those areas and then You know, then they get arrested and if you look at the prison population 50% are African American or even more than that in some cases when you look at the national prisons I mean they're filled with African Americans that's men and women who are taken out of their communities put back on the streets later on and then you have people that are felons who have a hard time getting a job and what do they turn to? I mean there's systemic things that are going on Caused by the war on drugs, caused by just past injustices that happened to the African American community. Nothing that we can control right now, specifically. People are who they are, but they're driving, the cops are patrolling these communities. They see these guys, they pull them out of their car. He resists a little bit, already scared of an officer as it is, already looking at it as an authority figure. And all of a sudden, boom, he's on the ground, he's dead. There's already systemic things that are causing officers to look at people a little bit more skeptically, especially, you know, a a large black man in that way. How we got to hold him down. I mean, from a libertarian perspective, I don't say it's the government's job to get out there and fix these injustices and all that. But we have systemic things that unequally affect the African-American male population specifically in some ways. So getting off of that, it's not a racial issue though. It's a authority issue. The police, this officer thinks that he is in the right by putting his knee on this guy's neck. The Asian officer that's kind of keeping the crowds back, he thinks he is in the right for doing what they're doing. The other supporting officers, they think that they are in the right because they have been given the authority in their minds to do whatever they want to do. So it's not, they're not looking at this guy as a black male, although they are in some ways, obviously. But they don't do it to every black male. But in that sense, they've taken their authority and they've continued to push further and further and further even as people beg and plead, they still rationalize it, and they still say, "No, we're not going to get off this guy's neck." We we tried for ten minutes, he says, and he won't get off. Obviously, this guy is. And I've even heard Floyd say it. He said, "I'm done. I'm done. I'm not going to resist. I'm done. I can't breathe. I'm done." Like. It's not a race issue though. If it was anybody else, if you could if you had four white guys not with uniforms on, no police car, just general white guys placing their knee on some black guy's neck, the people in that crowd would have stopped it just as fast as it started. They would have, but it had but that damn badge, that damn idea that, you have more authority because you're a police officer and it that's what's caused this thing. That's what caused it to go to to the level that it did. And it happens all over the United States constantly. Because police officers do not live on the same level as you and I, of the normal citizen. They don't live on that level. They're allowed to do things and get away with it and use the authority to the to the fullest potential to protect themselves. If they feel like they're scared, they have the right to shoot you in that sense. It's called qualified immunity, is what it is. They have legal immunity against prosecution if they feel like they are doing their job. If in their mind their perception is that they're doing their job, They have a legal immunity where they can't be prosecuted in that situation. And it goes to the frame of mind. But when you give anybody more authority than they should have, if you give anybody the ability to do that, power corrupts, guys. Power corrupts. Without the person even realizing that it's corrupting them. It still corrupts. It makes you rationalize that you're doing okay. It makes that Asian officer protect the other officer in the event of a murder. Obviously, that first-degree murder wasn't premeditated. He didn't go after this guy just because he was a black male driving down the road. There's lots of black males driving down the road. But he got into the situation already sitting there put his hands put his knee on this guy's neck they knock him down do all that stuff and they're all protecting the one officer who's doing the crime and they have qualified immunity they are not going to be liable for it it protects government officials it protects police officers and we've given that power away the american people continue to allow our government to have more and more and more power they infringe upon our first amendment rights our second amendment rights our third our fourth all the way through they continue to trample on those rights unreasonable search and seizure different things that go on like we have rights that should be protected these officers swear to protect the constitution and all this crap Yet we continue to give them more authority, a more power over us, and we rationalize and say, "Well, you know, what? it's for the safety. They're a safe, they're a peace officer. They're there to protect and serve." And most cops are probably good cops, ninety-nine point nine percent. And this probably was a good cop in some ways. He probably has a great record. But that authority that he had allowed him to rationalize in his mind that what I'm is doing is okay. All those all those officers are protecting him. What I'm doing is okay. I'm allowed to do this because I have my badge. I have the authority to arrest this guy and pin him down until such time as we're able to sedate him and get him into the car. Or whatever the hell they were doing. I don't know. But this is a power issue. This is an authority issue. It's a... It's the illusion that these people have that they have the authority. It's the same thing that happened in Nazi Germany in some ways. Now, let's not compare this to Nazi Germany, but why would a bunch of SS officers and soldiers go out and murder people the way that they did because of the illusion of authority, because the illusion is there that they are allowed to do that stuff and get away with it it's not they were just evil people yes they were doing evil things and they were evil people I'm sh- in some ways but you're fighting for Nazi Germany on one side and you're fighting for you know, the allied forces on the other side and most of those people are there fighting as Germans not to protect Hitler but to protect their lives but they're doing bad things and they're murdering people and stuff like that because they've rationalized in their mind that Hitler has some kind of authority that they're allowed to do that stuff. In any war that is the way that things are. In any society that's the way that is. We are told what to do so we do it. A soldier is told what to do so they do it. They don't question the authority. They do and they act out the orders that they're given. And we do it in society all the time. Do not touch that police officer and make him get off of the neck of george floyd don't even go near that officer don't go past the asian officer and try to stop this thing one person did the stop officer stepped in his way and that person backed up because you're afraid this officer has a gun he is going to shoot you if you try to save a person's life that's what it comes down to this is not a race issue this is a power issue this is all about authority we need to take back this authority. We need to stop stop allowing officers to do this stuff. We need to stop allowing authority figures to think that somehow they have different rights than you and me. They don't. Well, they shouldn't, but a constitutionally, not constitutionally, according to the Supreme Court, they do. They have qualified immunity. So that's what this is about. That's what this is about. It's not a race issue. Although there are racial issues within this scenario as well. But the that's a symptom of the problem, which is the authority that the officers think that they have. The authority that the officers think they have. And a symptom of that is, hey, you know what? A black man was killed. And now it's a race issue. So yeah, that's all I got to say on that, guys. Tragic event. Um, I I look forward to seeing the the uh, the trial of these guys if it happens. I hope it does. I hope that these guys are arrested, charged, and then you know the the case gets to be ma- gets to be made. But definitely, I mean, if you watch this video, man, it is just a terrible thing that happened. And uh, I always you know I I always defer to innocent until proven guilty, but the 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 um, in every case. But this one, I mean, it, the evidence is pretty clear, man. People were pleading for this officer to get out this guy's neck, and it didn't go anywhere. Um, but yeah, so that's it. And then the the, the final topic that I want to talk about today, I gotta kind of change gears here a little bit. Um, do y'all remember a couple of years ago you had Donald Trump, and he? got into office and there was this big freaking thing going on about um, net neutrality and how net neutrality was wrong and all that and then Donald Trump ended up getting rid of the whole net neutrality issue and saying that the FCC doesn't have the authority to regulate or shouldn't have the constitutional authority to regulate the internet and all that and we need internet freedom and this and that Um, so yeah today Donald Trump is issuing an executive order that basically says that the FCC can regulate or that people have the ability to report social media companies to the FCC for stifling free speech or whatever. Um, because Donald Trump recently had a Twitter post that he made that was fact checked by Twitter. And then he's, then Donald Trump is saying that conservative voices are being, um, being censored by twitter and facebook and all the other social media companies as well which we all know that's true we all know that not just not specifically conservative voices but i think it's voices that are outside the mainstream and conservatives are tend to be outside the mainstream in some way as well but they are being censored by these social media companies there is a bias towards Liberalism within these social media companies—it seems like to me, there is a bias in that sense. You know, they are trying to stifle people's free speech and quiet people that have opposing opinions and this and that. And Donald Trump is trying to do something about it, I guess. But I just won't support him in it. I won't. A lot of you guys might. A lot of Dem- or a lot of Republicans will. A lot of Republicans go with what he's saying, but I don't feel like the government should be. You know, telling these private companies what they can and cannot do. I think the people need to rise up against these companies in some ways and tell them no more. I think the people need to do that. I think people need to say, you know what? If you're going to do that, I'm not going to use your platform anymore. But people aren't going to do that, so now we're going to trust in Donald Trump to regulate. I'm against all regulation in that sense. I'm all against most regulations in America. I'm, a, a, I would say, I'm against all regulations in America in that way, in that sense. Yes, some are more intrusive than others. Some I would get rid of first and some I would get rid of last over time. But to regulate the social media companies and tell them, "Hey, you're not you're not allowed to do that stuff." They are allowed to do it. I think that they should be allowed to do that, but I think that people will create new options in this event. It'll happen over time. It'll take a while for people to migrate over to these more free platforms, but it's not the government's job to get involved in this stuff, because then that'll stifle free speech even more, that'll stifle growth even more, and the ability for new competitors to come out even more. So that's the challenge that we have. Um, Donald Trump is doing the wrong thing by doing this, and... We'll see what happens though you know he's his goal is to get these social media platforms probably to scare him up a little scare him a little bit I don't know but um, he got all pissed off about it and now he's reacting and um, free speech will be gone because of it you know the ability for people to speak freely will be gone and it's already gone but I think but I've said this in the past and I, I maybe you guys are along with me on this one as well. It really comes down to the social media companies and the different people that are doing the reporting and the fact checking and all this stuff that's on there. The goal is not to stifle or to censor free speech specifically. The goal is to get you to censor your own speech. It's called self censorship. It's to get you. To think twice about posting that controversial comment. It's about get- getting you to think twice about posting that controversial article. It's about you to think twice about questioning the authorities. It's about you censoring yourself. That's what it is self censorship the most terrible kind of censorship because the government doesn't even need to force you to do it you do it on your own because it's not politically correct it's not okay to say certain things it's not okay to question certain things it's not okay to do research into certain things that's what it really comes down to they want you to self-censor they don't want you to question anything that's the best kind of censorship guys if you're not for this then you're not that To get people to be scared or worried about questioning certain things or saying certain things, and if they can get you to do that and to self-censor, then they won. That's how they win. I was talking to somebody about this the other day, and I was like, if you went to a sociologist and and you were gonna have any question regarding why one race does one thing and one race does another thing or whatever it is, like you would be stopped in your tracks about trying to do a study on that because you'd be considered racist for doing it whatever that, whatever that issue is but there might be studies that can be done that can give some good information on why people do certain things the way that they do it but you'd be stopped in your tracks, you'd be called racist you would never get your PhD on that particular issue I just, they want you to self censor. And that's what it really comes down to. So Donald Trump is just feeding into this thing, man, by deciding that he's going to have the FCC, the ability for you to send complaints to the FCC and do all this. Then the FCC regulates it. What if Donald Trump isn't in power? What if the Democrats are in power? Like, you don't want to give more power to the federal government to do certain things. Because then what if your guy's not in power at that point down the road? What if in four years and, you know, at the end of the year, Joe Biden's in power and he's like, yeah, FCC, we do need to clamp down on these lies and these things that are being perpetrated by these conservatives. We don't want to give the federal government more power to regulate these things, but they do it. That's what they'll be doing don't allow the government to have more power don't support donald trump in this i will not do it and i might catch some flack for it from some of the more conservative like libertarian people but or the trump supporters but hey i'm okay with that cuz i will protect free speech i will protect bad speech i'll protect good speech i'll protect lies i'll pro- i mean whatever i'll protect those things i think it's okay to have free speech to say what you will, to say what you want to. Obviously, if you're going to say, you know, try to get people to come and blow up a building or something like that, then maybe, you know, we could litigate those things or the attempt. you know, maybe the cops can come and arrest you for attempted to do that or whatever, attempted to stir up a riot, but don't, don't censor that. You know, you could litigate it. There's litigation that you can do. the The whole idea of the, can't yell fire in a crowded theater yes you can but you better be ready to suffer the consequences if you do you better be ready for a lawsuit by all those people that got trampled you better be ready for a lawsuit by the theater owner who just lost a bunch of money better be ready for lawsuits coming out the yin yang because you just did something that's your consequences of that particular issue But to say, make it illegal to yell fire in a crowded theater, I don't think that needs to be a, I don't think that needs to be an issue of freedom of speech. I think it needs to be a litigation issue. Suffer the consequences for your actions and that's it. You can take that person to court. There you go. Anyway, guys, I appreciate you joining me. A little passionate about this whole thing with George Floyd, man. I Typically don't get onto these issues that much but man just watching that video this morning I was just like holy cow that poor guy like they begged for that so I just want to talk about that a little bit get that stuff off my chest and then also this whole thing with Donald Trump trying to you know stop the social media companies from stopping his speech and all that crap um anyway appreciate you joining me for another day in 2020 election you can follow me on i on the empire uh, that's IonTheEmpire.com. You can also check me out on Facebook and on Twitter through Ion The Empire. And then the I don't know if you want to go and email me, you can do that as well, ray at iontheempire.com. And if you'd like, please give me a five-star rating on on um, your Apple iTunes account. And uh, you could do that by typing in Ion the or Ion2020. And then that should pull up. And then, you you know, if you haven't subscribed, go and subscribe as well. But then if you give me a five-star rating there at the bottom, that'd be great. Reviews are always great as well. And then the best thing you do, though, because I do this show every Monday and Thursday, come on back on Monday so you can have clear vision for 2020.